Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's your girl. Oh man, was I unemployed today? Not to brag too hard, but it was it was a slow one, I'd call it. Uh, but I'm excited. Now I have stuff. Now I have this. Now I, then I have a show. So the night, you know, the day is unemployed. The night is all work. Um, I'm so excited for our episode today. We have one of my friends on. She's one of the funniest. You know her from Netflix's, Netflix Explained. I said that right. And also, she has an amazing podcast. She's the host of How Come See You Up. Uh, just want to drop that there. We've got <laughs> Remy Casimir on the show. Hello. Hi. Hello, Anna Roisman. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I, you know, I, I see you at shows every, you know, what, few months or something at this rate, and it's it's not enough. Less now yeah. since COVID. And we used to have our annual Unemployed 420, and that was taken away from us swiftly. I know. Yeah. When I used to do this show live, some of you have seen this live show on Facebook. Remy was like queen of the 420 episode. We would, she would come mm-hmm. on, and I, it's the only time I'd get high all year was with you. And when I didn't win, I was adamant that I still was the queen. <laughs> in my, in my eyes, very I don't remember fussy any about other it. Yeah. I don't remember another winner. So. You did it. Yes, that's what we like to hear. Maybe we'll have to make it up this year. Maybe we'll just, you know, do some sort of live smoking experience. Via Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We could smoke with people across the country. There you go. There you go. Zoom did change our lives in that way. Have you smoked with someone over Zoom? No. I, I mean, okay, I do smoke most times I'm recording if I'm in a place where I can. Mm-hmm. So yes. Okay. Yes, I have had many, many a Zoom sesh. <laughs> I love it. How have you been? You're, you're not, where are you right now? You're at your parents. Okay, so I'm currently at my dad's okay. house. Yeah, uh, in New York City. Um, I was a wee bit displaced during COVID because I had been living with my grandmother. Um, she passed away right before um, we knew that it was in the country. I think that she set the trend and that she died from COVID first. Wow. I'll just say it. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. She she was like, I want to go. And I was like, have fun. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, then I, I locked down in Portland, Oregon with my boyfriend and his parents and then uh, her apartment, my brother and his wife and their new baby moved into. So I technically don't have a home wow. anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wait, I remember I when like you were living I am at your- nomad and not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you were living at your boyfriend's parents. I think we spoke and you're, mm-hmm. I loved your Instagrams and I would like DM her. She's like, she would, you know, the mom would make homemade meals and you're in a nice house and you had Insane. green outside. And it was like, I was like, look at your perfect life right now. <laughs> we had a lovely lockdown. I, we always like joked that we were like, wait, is this the best year of our lives? Like, even though like everything else was terrible and we were so upset about everything happening and like, you know, pe- people that we lost or whatever, we were just like, it was a really nice, I, I never would have spent that time with them otherwise. Yeah. You know, like I go visit my boyfriend's parents maybe once a year tops. Um, So this was really nice. And like, he's an only child. So they were just like, so happy to have him. And like, I think it really like nourished them to have him around. And like, dare I say me? Of course. I bet they loved having you around. (laughs) The daughter. She came home too. They called me the daughter at one point. It was really cute. Yeah. That's nice. Proud day for me. My parents. But then I was like, ew, incest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my parents were literally like, this is a pandemic. Do not show up at our door. You are not welcome here. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, my parents said something similar because I had already been over there and they were like, um, if you're happy there, 
there's no reason to come back. <laughs> they wanted you to stay in Portland. <laughs> like, she's got a new family. They're like, you know, you seem like mentally well with a lot of forest tree around. Like, just keep it up. <laughs> I love it. Stay over there. Um, but you were doing your, I remember, you know, it feels like ages ago. I did your like comedy show. You did like an, you were one of the first Hell like yeah. lockdown comedy shows, which was so fun. Remy's Comedy Club yes. via Instagram. Yes. What a blast. <laughs> she had a, what a time. brick wall and everything. It was really profesh. Literally, the um, I did a show in Portland the night before, so like March 11th, and we locked down March 12th. Oh By March 13th, I was at Michael's buying a fake brick wall, a fake comedy <laughs> club sign. Like Ben did little twinkle lights in it. Like I was like, there's no way we're not still doing stand-up. Right. Like I don't, I don't know what we'll do if... We don't. That's funny. I was like, oh, great. Two weeks to do nothing at all. And then it was two <laughs> two more years. Then there came yeah. a point where I was like, yeah, can I do your like online comedy shows? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm around. Um, just, just waiting by Zoom. I know. That's when it got sad. Like, what if you're not booked on a Zoom show and they're like, no one's yeah. And you're just sitting around watching this all happen in front of you. That's when it gets up. Can you imagine comics going to hang at Zoom shows? <laughs> I don't think it ever got that dark. Definitely not. No. I, I love just going on and signing right off, you know, like mm -hmm. it's the best, actually. Um <laughs> I loved seeing what the audiences were doing in their homes. Oh, yeah. Like I did a Zoom show once. Like you could never see them on mine because it was on Instagram, but on Zoom once uh there was a guy getting a haircut. <laughs> in his house. <laughs> I love it. I had a woman chopping and vegetables all the comics were like, once, like up against amazing. the camera. I don't even know if she knew it was on. Yeah. She didn't laugh. She didn't yeah. If people are bored by us, they can check in with the cooking show down <laughs> in the lower right-hand corner. Yeah, right. Oh. So have you been, have you been employed at all during the pandemic? Have you been freelance? What, have, what's your work life situation? Mm. I brought my podcast back. How come? Because I was like, okay, we're all inside. Like it's time. I had taken a break. I do seasons because how come is about um, how I had never had an orgasm. I started the podcast to learn how to do that. I quickly did. I blew my load episode six and uh, <laughs> literally <laughs> and then <laughs> literally and I was like, oh, should I end this podcast? And then it was like, no, nah, we'll just like make it about other people, like what they want to sexually accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um but some of that material can get really like heady and kind of stressful and like intense. So I was in a break and I also was having like a mental illness break, you know, like just depression pit um, at the end of season two. And I was like, I don't want to come back. But then uh, the pandemic happened and I was like, oh, well, this is the perfect time, you know, yeah. like it's the only way that I know how to make money at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, besides stand up, which as we know, like you usually spend more getting there than you make in a night. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this will be good for that, making a little cache, but also like um, working on something while working through a depression, um, which like I feel like I've been historically like, oh, I'm depressed. I can't do anything. Like I'll start doing stuff when I'm better again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why don't I just start doing stuff like while I'm working on it and like that was fun. It kind of like actually helped me out of it a bit. That's impressive. I got to say the fact that yeah. you were able to be like, yeah. I'm going to still try and work even though I'm mentally not feeling great right now. Like, I don't know. A lot of us shut yeah. down. Also, yeah. And when you're with like somebody else's family, I'm like, how do I occupy other hours? 
you know, I like, I love them, but I don't necessarily want to like sit around and watch Jeopardy like 12 hours of the day. <laughs> I love that. I love, I felt like your life changed into this like suburban teenager. Like it was so just coming from the city it's doing shows. everything I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> would you do that though? After doing that for the pandemic, would you guys? Would you be like, let's get a house, let's live in the suburbs, and like cook meals and live in nature? I still want to be in entertainment, so I think I'd have to get to the level that like I'm booked enough that they can like fly me out or right. whatever. But like, if I was at that point, then hell yeah, I'd live in the fucking suburbs. I'd live in like Utah, you know. I'd live like yeah. in the middle of nowhere. I love it. I love when I find out when celebrities live, like, they're like, oh, I, I live in Montana. I live here. And we're like, huh? totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. I live in two square feet just trying to make it, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I like, I like the nature. They had so many little bunnies in the yard. I was like, serotonin central. <laughs> Aw. Was your cat with you? So she was the first half still in my grandmother's apartment and my friend graciously, uh, stayed with her for months and babysat her, but also like lived in that apartment, mm -hmm. which was better than like her option at the time too. So yay. Um, but then I like flew back, got the cat, <laughs> brought her back to Portland. The parents fell in love. When we finally left, they were like, don't come back without that cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really brought them a new family. <laughs> they were like, mm -hmm. we gained a daughter and a cat in this pandemic, you know? Mm -hmm. Lots of puss. <laughs> I love it. Um, so it sounds like you had a wonderful time, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. I know. I hate to say that. It's okay. But we did make the best. We all, I feel like we all made the best. I, I always say I'm very like, I, when you think back, I'm like, I'm proud of the way like I mentally like just like adapted to it, you know? Cause like, yeah, yeah. And now I'm scared. I don't ever. There were leave. days I'd like wake up crying, of course, because I'd like you'd read the news and shit. Yeah. and You'd be like, I can't do anything. Like, I feel so fucking helpless. But it was like kind of like, OK, do what you can control and try to control like your emotions. And like, that's as much as you can do. And like, try not to like turn off your emotions towards other people. But like, you can't let that like. Yeah control the whole day. Yeah. And it made everything feel precious. Like it, now I feel like yeah. you, you, you evaluate things that you want to do in your life now or things, you know, that opportunities and you're like, is it, is it worth it? Like, is this worth it for me? Yeah. I don't know. Before the pandemic. Well, I that like was the other thing too, is I felt like, um, a lot of people who weren't necessarily living with geriatric people <laughs> were like, going out still and like going crazy. And like, we really like cared about the people that like we were living with and we wanted to take care of yeah. them. So like we were a lot more conscious than I think I, I would have been. I probably think. Yeah. Okay. So I want to take it back. I like to take it us all the way back to like teenage Remy. Yes. I want to know, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up when you were a kid? Like, did you, or did you, did that change over time? I had a spicy, spicy inkling. Um, I, uh, was always a performer. <laughs> I always wanted to be in front of people. I did ballet since I was like two years old. Um, famously my brothers were getting like interviewed for a sleepaway camp, which like, I've never heard of that happening in another setting, but like, 
I was not happy with them getting the attention. So I put on like tuxedo pants and suspenders and I took my grandfather's cane and I put my tap shoes on and I like tapped into the room like little baby Gene Kelly. Like I've always yeah. been like, fucking look. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I did grow up in the city. So I was like addicted to Saturday Night Live. That was just like part of our ritual was like every Saturday was watching SNL. And like, um, I always felt like, oh, those people seem like they could be friends of mine and I'd like to hang out with them. You know, like I'm kind of like feeling FOMO right now. And then, um, do you remember when Kazaa came out? It was like after Napster. It was like the downloady illegal music. Yeah. 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 Kazaa. Kazaa. Yeah. It so, was like the Lime, what was, there was another one, Lime, Lime Wire. Wire. <laughs> yeah. And Kazaa. Yeah. And um, I would download music, but I also started downloading a lot of Comedy Central half hours. And I was like, really, really obsessed with them. Like I would listen to them over and over and over again and memorize the ones that I was really into, like Nick Swartzen and Maria Bamford and Pablo Francisco and Adam Ferrar, like a bunch of people that like they were like up and coming, but like not necessarily like huge comics yet. And I remember being like, I want to mm -hmm. do that. But then being like, Upper East Side Jews who go to private school don't go into stand-up, you know, like that's not why your parents pay your tuition. Um, and then I also <laughs> would walk by the comic strip sometimes I'm with glad my she friends. She knows where she comes from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like I would walk by comic strip on 82nd and 2nd, like 10 blocks from my house, and I'd be like, You guys, like, can we go see a comedy show? And my friends would be like, ew. So I was like, okay, I guess this is not an option. That's weird. I was I was going to say, I was like, um, did you get to go to shows? But because like, you know, yeah, I feel like all my friends yeah. who grew up in the city, you had fake IDs, like people got into like, you know, bars and shit. But I love that Remy's like, I'm just going to wait in line for a stand up show. I wanted to. But yeah, no, my friends were like, we'll go to the club, but not a comedy club. Like, ugh. not a comedy concert. Not Ew. a comedy concert with Che Diaz. <laughs> uh, oh, so you knew. You you had an idea. Did you do theater when you were in school? No, because I didn't want to be a weirdo. I like was very wow. conscious of um, not being a loser because I feel like a loser a lot. And I was like, I can't let them know. Um, <laughs> but anytime there was like a mandatory play, I was like so happy to be involved. I was like, oh, we're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> She's a closeted thespian exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I, I I tried to be cool in middle school and then I was like, follow your heart, Anna. You gotta do the theater. You gotta you gotta be the nerd that you are. Yeah. Eventually I was like, nobody thinks you're cool. They're never gonna think you're cool. Just do what you want. <laughs> Wait, so we have to talk about one thing. Remy and I Remy and I went to the same camp also. Momentous. Ellen, Ellen nods slowly. <laughs> Ellen, how many times have you heard me drop camp on this podcast? Oh, camp. Wow. Camp. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know a bit about me. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal, this camp. But mm -hmm. I'm older. I'm way older. We weren't in like the same bunk or anything. We didn't really know each other. You're not way older. Probably. <laughs> what does that mean? Were you, no way. Were you a counselor but when Remy was there? No. no, I'm not that much you're older. You're not that Ellen. much older then. That's what you're making it sound like. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> Two years older tops. Yeah, yeah I'm a few no, years older. you're not that much older. But you didn't like camp. When um, we first met and you told me that, you didn't like it there, right? 
No, I was only there for two years and I was like, this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Too nerd. Too nerd. Um, But I will, I, no, 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 everyone was too cool. Um, (laughs) I will say though, we didn't, we weren't just in the same bunk. We were in the same bed because when I met Anna Roisman, I go, did you happen to go to Vega? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, and were you in Mohegan? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we slept in the same bed. And you were like, how do you know that? And I was like, because I slept next to your name because people would write their names on the wall. And I would see it every day. And it was one of those moments in life that I was like, oh, I'm like where I'm supposed to be. You know, like I saw Anna back then and now like we're both in comedy. Like how cute is that? I love that. I forgot about this. Yeah. This is such a poignant moment. And then they sanded it off right afterwards. They yeah. were like, get rid of the names. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> now I go there and I'm like, I'll like go visit. And I'm like, where's my name? And nowhere. You know, everything looks like pristine. There's no evidence of you mm-hmm. anymore. None. Yeah. But it's so funny when you said that. Like, I did go to a reunion a couple of years ago because, you know, I went for 10 years, which is psycho. And there, psycho. Were, there were names but love of you. like people – like and they were like moms now they were like older and I was like oh my god I remember like Jen Schatz like whatever the names were yeah 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 <laughs> like I, it was like everywhere in the bunks like oh my god the green captain how awesome <laughs> so funny I I'm sorry that you didn't have as great of an experience you know uh it makes me sad because it's one of my favorite places on earth but I get it it's not for everyone I think I have a pretty miserable experience anywhere I go, so I won't blame it on the camp. <laughs> like every time I travel, I'm like, oh, it's still me here. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Okay. So she was cool. You were cool. You didn't do theater. Um, I wanted like to be first- cool. Let me be clear. <laughs> I always thought you were cool. Thank Maybe that's because you. you like show up at my apartment and you're like, Anna, we're smoky weed. And I'm like, Remy's so cool. Like, <laughs> I don't even know where to get weed. <laughs> See, and then the people that I grew up with are like, um, you can't come to baby showers anymore because you reek of weed. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one baby shower of my like a friend of mine from high school and I wore a crop top. <laughs> And this was nice. like five or six years ago. And they were all in like sundresses, you know, and like pretty outfits. I'm like straight up like my entire like boobs and my stomach are like out. And they were just like, wow. And I was like, what? I got dressed up. <laughs> I thought that was normal to wear. I wore a black really, dress to a wild. bridal shower and you would have thought I killed someone. <laughs> <laughs> like people were so yeah. mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I honestly, I felt like, did you feel this? And this is totally off subject, but like when you started doing stand up, you, I wanted to dress so plain. I didn't want anyone to ever like think about what I was wearing. Mm. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, no, I'm wearing whatever the fuck I want. And like, that's who I am. And now they just have to like appreciate me and my comedy. I have such a weird um, relationship with stand up clothing because like initially I wasn't dressing plain. I thought like my clothes should be funny as well. So I would buy like <laughs> like T-shirts that like I thought were like silly that said like sushi on it or like, thank you. Have a nice day. Like the fucking uh, delivery <laughs> bag thing and I was like this are these are my stand up clothes and then I Remy's repping like the Times Square gift shop yeah. <laughs> I keep them in business I'm a real New Yorker um <laughs> and yeah then I went through my like oh 
I I should look hot for this phase because there was like hot girl comedy was having its little day in the sun. It still is. There's still a lot of hot girl comedy, but that's not me. Uh, and then I went into my sweatpants era, which I loved. Mm. Um, but the photos were always very disappointing. Um, yeah, that's the thing. You're, you're, it's a fucking. You're a model and a comedian. You're a model. You have to like, mm-hmm. you're going to come out of this with maybe the best photo of your life, or you're going to be in sweatpants. I think about that. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like in this like middle ground where I'm just like, all right, normal pants, sneakers, like a shirt that fits, maybe a hat. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, okay, so back to your your work life. I mm-hmm. want to know what was the first job, paying job that you ever had. Mm. I was a um, – I didn't get paid for that, actually. Okay. I got a desk job. That's okay. Internships count, too. We well, can- no. This wasn't an internship. This was like when I was 11. I was a CIT at the day camp near me. Um, nice. And I you know, had normal hours and stuff. I didn't get paid for that, though. Um, but then I started working at the tennis club that my family went to, and I was the desk girl slash hitter. So I would hit with people who didn't have friends. Oh, <laughs> nice. Desk yeah. girl slash hitter. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Are you a good tennis player? I, I can get by. I, I'm not good. Uh, I have no mental toughness when it comes to competition, but like my strokes are good. And that's perfect for a hitter too, because like you're supposed to let the oldies win. Yeah. I love that. I play tennis. I'm like, that's why I asked. I'm like, we should we play. Can play. We can hit. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't like try to beat me. Just no, like I don't really rally, care to play like yeah, a, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say I don't need to play, play, but yeah, um, I love that. And that was in the city, the tennis club. No, it was in uh, Amagansett, mm, Long Island. Nice. Yeah, it's so funny. She has had. You're such a you're such a New Yorker. Like you know, when mm-hmm. you say these, I'm like I've never been there, but I've seen it on the map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were working at Amagansett. <sighs> yeah, I um. The funny thing about the desk job was it was the first time I had to use like business phone voice because I had to answer the phones and stuff. So I'd be like, Sport Time Amagansett, this is Remy. How may I help you? And Ooh. my friends would call me at work to like hear that and like embarrass me because they'd be like, it's Gabby. And I'd be like, oh my God, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You have a good phone voice. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I should do phone porn. I should too. That seems like a great work from home job. <laughs> I think it really home. is. The people who are good at it, like fucking make bank. You know, it's just your voice. No one needs to know anything else, right? It's not an OnlyFans. It's just my dad Mm-mm. can't find it, right? Okay, you just gave me no, an idea. Unless Maybe you I like brand it. it. Yeah. No, there's also um, a bunch of audio erotica sites that you can submit to and they can pay you for your work. Um, there's this guy we had on How Come called Jim and his name is Feel Good Filth on this app called Quinn. And he just started making it because he was like, oh, like I I feel like there's like a gap in uh, wow. like, I think he does Daddy Dom Little Girl role play. And he just started like doing it. And then the app started paying him and like people fucking love him. Yeah. And he also that. does ASMR where it'll be like cozy time. Like he'll put like the mic next to his cat and like you can hear the cat purr and he'll just like say nice things to you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Into many, it. Many things to do. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm always I'm always looking for the next gig. You know, I really you am. could do a, a Miranda fucking <laughs> audio porn, Steve porn, <laughs> Miranda. Let me just wash my hands. I'll finger <laughs> me, you real quick. <laughs> I forgot how to finger. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Um, he's the anti. He's the anti porn at this point. He's just trying to play basketball. Uh, <laughs> he is. So, how long did you do this job in Amagansett for at the tennis club? Two summers. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you feel like you had you were like employed? Did you come home from work and you're like, what a long day of, of adult work? Half and half because I wasn't, um, it wasn't like a nine to five. It was like a seven to one. And then one to seven, I was playing tennis on like the elite team at the club. So I would go from like adult working at the club to like camper, which was like a very weird dichotomy. Cause Mm -hmm. like I was like working with a lot of the pros in the morning and then in the afternoon they'd be like, Remy run. And I'd be like, fuck you. I thought we were friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> suicides yeah oh suicides God. i saw kill me wall i had like ptsd yes Walls. <laughs> do you remember that i i can't i just remember but i it was like torture being in tennis like i was lessons. the first one to die not die the first one to fall on the wall sits every time and then instead of being like okay you've been sufficiently embarrassed they'd be like around the world like run the fucking courts and i'd be like but i'm dying <laughs> There's a reason I fell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't run now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, did your parents like play there? Like, did they come in and they're like, that's our daughter, the hitter? <laughs> um, my dad, not so much at this club, but my mom played there. Yeah. And she would always be like, and she's still that way. Anything that I've ever been good at, my mom's always like, look at her. She's fantastic. Like, I used to draw like little cartoons when I was younger, and she'd be like, submit those to the New Yorker. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm six. <laughs> My mom's always trying to get me like a gig out of anything I do. Yes. Like make money out of it. Oh, my mom's trying like to get me to perform at the tennis club now. She's like, I can get you the new manager's number. You can do like a set at the club. <laughs> like <laughs> like no. on a tennis court? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, it. mommy. I love that though. Literally one time I baked uh, mini Pop-Tarts. I mean, it was a mm-hmm. random one. And my mom for days was like, Anna, Business. you're the next Baked by Melissa. You yes, are you are. Pop tarts. <laughs> I was like, Mom, no, I just made them and then I ate them and they're gone. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do it again. She's like, business idea. Business. I feel like um, I will do that sometimes when I like do something and I'm like, I should make this my life. And then I'm just like, no, not everything we do for fun needs to be a business. Yeah. It's hard though when you're like a creative person a creator. and you're a freelancer. Yeah. yeah. You're always like, how can I squeeze a dollar out of this amazing idea? Yeah. Oh, I had a trauma. Let me <laughs> let me turn that into a podcast. <laughs> um okay, so what was like what were other jobs that you had? So did you go to school in New York? Did you have you been in New York this whole time? No, I went did you to go BU. To Boston oh, University. Right. Mm-hmm. How did wait? We know about Vega, but we don't know about BU. Or did we know that? And I forgot. I think we've known about BU. Every comedian I know went to BU. Yeah, in you, some way or another. Me, uh, Khalid Rahman. 
There's more, but yeah. Oh, Julio Gallerati. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Arthur Meyer, uh, Dan, I'm forgetting his last name, who's in like the Arthur Meyer. There's a, bu- there's mm. a bunch. Jamie uh, Lutz went there. No way. Bunch of random. Um, Julio Gallerati actually also worked at that tennis club at the same time before. Oh, really? Yeah. But we were like four years apart in, in school. I knew him a little bit in school. I feel like either I had a class with him or something, or I think that's our age difference. I think he, he was, was in my like year. my senior friend when I was a freshman. If my roommate was fucking, I'd go to his apartment and wait until she was done. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you live at BU? Claflin, floor 10. Okay. Okay. Same room? Same bed? <laughs> no. Did, I was like, did you find my name there? No, I was. <laughs> I was in Sleeper for a semester, and then I went to Warren. Nice, next nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I got a single, and I was like, peace out. I don't want any roommates ever again. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend like that, Jelly. Um, it was, um, yeah, it was great. Did you like BU? I did. It wasn't like, I always say, I'm like, it was a fine experience. It was fine. I don't know that yeah. I, I don't, it sounds so spoiled. So I don't know that I needed it. I feel like if I didn't go to school, maybe I'd be in a more successful place in my life right now. But yeah, I'm still like, I thought it kept me grounded for four years. Like, I think if I like wasn't, was somewhere else, if I came to New York, I probably wouldn't have gone to school. Mm. Yeah. I, I sometimes I'm like, maybe that was a waste of time. And like, I, I feel like I definitely became a different person over those years, you know, like again, trying to be cool again, instead of like just following my path. Um, but yeah, fun, fine. What, what <laughs> did you major in? Art and architectural history. Damn girl. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I was initially going to try and get into the business school. Um, and I was taking SM 299, which is the course that you have to take to get into it. And I had a like, I'm going to kill myself moment because I, I was just so, that is so not my brain. And I called my parents and I was like, I'm going to drink Drano if like you guys don't let me pull out of this class. And my dad was like, calm down, like go major in something you're good at, like art history or something. And I was like, oh, okay, I really do like that. Oh, so you found, you found something you liked. I was a TV major, yeah. which is like a joke to say out loud. Oh, I love that though. That I was TV major. Yes, I'm an unofficial TV major. I watch like eight hours a night. No film. Like it was only TV. People are like, oh, film and television, me too, when I got to New York. And I was like, no, they were very separate. I literally never took a film course. I love that though. TV is great. TV is uh, what gets us through the days. Nobody wants to watch a movie. That's too long. I'm going to binge six (laughs) episodes of Netflix instead. (laughs) I have a very I have a very strict rule with myself and I actually made this rule when I first started at the unemployed show when I first like lost my day job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch TV at all during the day unless it's like something I needed to tune in for like for work mm-hmm. or something. I am only allowed to watch TV at night. <laughs> or That's else good. I would do it all the time because it's just I don't know. That um, weird... I started having that be like my smoking rule like I can only smoke weed after dark. That was sh- that was short lived, but <laughs> you have to like discipline yourself in some way or another when you're freelance. Like mm. otherwise, what is even a day anymore? What is like, a day? Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I ask myself that anyway. Some like today, literally, I don't know. I couldn't tell you what I did before two p.m., but that was when I had breakfast and like mm-hmm. started doing. But I didn't have the TV on, so that means I'm just sitting on my fucking phone for hours. Mm-hmm. I had a day like that today, but I had a show last night, so I like let myself off the hook. I was like, she's tired. <laughs> yeah. I do that. If you have a, a long night, you're allowed you're allowed to sleep in and like relax. Yeah. I didn't last night. I didn't have I, I just stayed up late doing nothing. It's fine. Forgive yourself. <laughs> Watching the Tinder Swindler. Oh my god. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It I, was done really well. I like I'm sure. It. Yeah. It's a movie though. I hope you can handle it. It's just a two Ooh. hour. It's no. a movie. I already knew a Tinder swindler in real life, and so I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the title really does give away the entire story, but, you know, it's still entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so tell me. So did you work at all when you were at BU, or were you just in school living no, life? No, I didn't. Doing- I was a spoiled little baby. <laughs> That's okay. I wouldn't have unless – but I failed out, like, freshman year. So I and my dad was like, you must get a job now. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job, and then I liked making money, and I was like, oh, sweet, I have cash. So yeah. I just kept working. I interned over the summers um, mm-hmm. at like different jobs. Uh, I, I worked at a hedge fund at one point, which was like, what? <laughs> um, what else did I do? I worked at Rent the Runway when it was oh. like in its infancy. Yeah, that was one of the, my coolest jobs um, because there were more interns than people at the company at that point. <laughs> You gotta love a startup, right? They're like, how can we get people we don't have to pay but like want to work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was not illegal at all then, and they would keep us for very long hours, and we'd work events and stuff, and um, like, I didn't even know Rent the Runway back then. This was like when it first started. Yeah, probably, right? I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, and um, it was so cool though because since there weren't that many people actually working, we had like a lot of responsibility. Um, Mm -hmm. Like one of the other interns was like controlling expansion into Canada. And (laughs) I I literally um, did the entire move into a new warehouse and set up their new system for like labeling dresses and like the system with which we would send them out. And like, I like gave like a presentation to the entire company of like, okay, so this is how we're doing things now. Yeah. And I was like, at one point ran... You ran this company. You ran the show. <laughs> they joked that I uh, was the intern with an intern because there was like another girl who was like two years younger than me. And I'd always be like, Olivia, can you come with me on this task? And I'd be like, can I have Olivia for this? And they'd be like, yeah, you can have her. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you literally with headphones like you're wearing and you're like, hi, we have an event tonight. This is Rent the Runway. I'm Remy. Mm-hmm. I'm running this show. I was the Am Margaret Cho in that episode of Sex and the City where Carrie falls in her face. That was <laughs> yes. me. <laughs> running this shit. Mm-hmm. I love that. I feel like you could run that company. They were lucky to have you, that they landed an intern like you who was like, wait, I actually could do this job better than all the people who are getting paid. All the in- No, all the interns were really good. We were all, and, and some of the people who were getting paid were good too. <laughs> but, and the people, and the women who started the company were really good. But the interns were like, you know, when people are like, I'm looking to hire a rock star. Like we were all <laughs> little rock stars. <sighs> I love that. I also feel like there will be a class action lawsuit one day where it's like all the interns from Rent the Run, they're like, we grew you. Yeah, we made you. We can destroy you too. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, wonderful cool company. Don't want to tear them down. <laughs> no, I love them. They saved me. We used to use them at HQ all the time. Mm. Remember? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, Ellen? Yep. Yeah, and there were those the great run. nights when uh, they wouldn't ring the doorbell and they'd just be like, oh, we couldn't reach you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dresses just like on the street. You're like, I got to look H-cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Always. So that's a cool internship. I didn't have like any – I had one internship when I went to BU, but I didn't like – I feel like I interned – I was, like, the adult intern. Like, that movie, mm-hmm. that Nancy Myers movie, I was, like, Robert De Niro. Yes. Age for half my internships. People were like, what do you mean you graduated, like, four years ago? That's, like – how do you not make money yet? That's I was insane. Like, what? Yeah. It's like, I, I do. I work at a restaurant during the day, and then I come here. <laughs> <laughs> I interned um, at a few fashion PR one beauty PR place, one fashion PR place, because I thought that that's what I wanted to do because everybody else was doing it. I think you can see a pattern. Other people do things. <laughs> Remy follow. Uh, and uh, it was okay. Um, mm-hmm. One of the companies I worked at, though, was a German company. And the uh, computers that we had at work were German computers. So every day I'd have to like relearn the keyboard because they're different. <laughs> <laughs> the letters are placed. They're in, in different, different places. Like- yeah. And you have That's to like shift confusing. for certain letters. And yeah. And but you were in the states, right? Yep. You were mm-hmm. here. Yep. It was just like <laughs> their New York got branch. Them for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, let's give those fucking German computers to the interns. Make them <laughs> make them lose their goddamn work. minds. Yeah, that's literally Schadenfreude. It's just for the Germans at <laughs> 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 the company. Oh, <laughs> so you wanted to maybe do fashion PR. So when you graduated, what was like your next move? Did you, you came back to New York? Right. Yeah. So that's an interesting part is when I graduated, I um, had just gotten my first boyfriend, uh, second semester of senior year. First ever. Like not like there was one guy I dated in 10th grade for two weeks, but we don't count that. Um, This was like boyfriend, like was so excited. It's like all I ever wanted in life was to be somebody's girlfriend. And when I graduated, (laughs) I was kind of like a stay-at-home girlfriend for like a year and a half. Yeah. And I was just like supporting him in his dreams. And What what were his dreams? What was he doing? He was an entrepreneur. He still is. Um, And then Remy C, Remy do. I was like, I'm going to start a company too. And I did. (laughs) And what did you? Yeah. I started this company um, called The Tuck. It was a fashion accessory, an expandable leather belt loop that you could put on any belt. So if your belt is like flopping around instead of like using tape or getting it shortened or something, like you would just stick this thing on and it would like hold it in place. Very like infomercially. And um, I love this. Yeah. This is actually what led me to comedy is (laughs) I wanted to raise money for it. I didn't want to like get money from family or friends or whatever. I just thought that that, I don't know, I'd seen people do that and it didn't seem like it inspired them a lot. Um, so I was like, I'll put it on Kickstarter and I'll see if I can rate like crowdfund it. And on mm-hmm. Kickstarter, obviously you have to make like a commercial cause otherwise like people don't see anything. So I was like, yeah, okay. I'll like write this commercial with like a few of like my funny friends. I already had some friends who had started comedy. Um, and, uh, I, wrote the commercial and then I was like, okay, well who can I hire to be in it? And I was like, well, Remy, you liked acting and, college like why don't you take an improv class and like 
rev up. So I did that. And um, once I put the commercial out, people were like, okay, yeah, the product's great. And like it made its milestone, but they were like, the commercial is really good. Like I even ran into one of my dad's friends today and she was like, remember that commercial? And I was like, I do. Like it was a huge turning point. Oh my God, I have to see it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, I call myself the mother tucker in it because the tuck. (laughs) 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 And um, yeah, so that kind of gave me like the permission to be somebody who was watched because people were already watching me and saying good job. And I was like, okay, so I'll just like continue on with this. Like while I'm like growing this company, I'll keep taking improv. I went through UCB like to advanced and stuff and uh, started doing improv team. And then like at like a jam, uh, TJ Del Reno, do you remember TJ? Yeah. Yeah. I had classes with him. Yeah. He was in the audience and he came up to me after and he was like, you were really good. Like you should try stand up." And I was like, I've always wanted to try stand up. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. And he kind of like taught me the ropes of like mics and running shows and everything. And like, actually I just had a fucking same type of moment that I had with your name on the wall. Uh, I just played levity in Nyack for the first time, like two weeks ago and backstage, his name was on the wall. And I was like, oh, look at us, universe. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I didn't know this origin story. I love that this came from uh, your company that you were starting. Remy, who mm-hmm. tried to take SMG classes and was like, this isn't for me, starts a company and still then, decides like, com- to start a company. And then even though you're like, oh, yeah, I do have a company. People are like that video. Mm-hmm. Is what really? That's what we're paying for here. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Yeah. I, I like that story too. Did the company so did you like continue it for a while or were you just like, you're right, I'm a star? Yeah, it does <laughs> Hit the it, likes. Turns out I'm not too good at business. And uh I ordered <laughs> my first like thirty thousand pieces of inventory. Um and a lot of them were faulty. Oh no. So that sucked, but it was, it also made it the bandaid easier to rip off and just be like, okay, we tried, we lived, we loved. Um, right. now let's laugh. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great that that, but if you didn't have that idea in that company, you wouldn't be like, wait, I got to make a video. I got to make a commercial for this mm-hmm. thing. Like it was also like an excuse to, to make an, a commercial, you know, like yeah. it was like you always wanted to make funny videos, but like this is like, oh, I have to make this commercial. I guess I'll make it good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to ask you because I feel like we have similar upbringings in terms of like, you know, Jewish entrepreneurs and people who went into hedge funds and all this bullshit. Like mm-hmm. when you started doing comedy as your main thing, how did like how did your friends who you grew up with and stuff handle it? Like were they... Are they supportive or were they confused by you? Um, Some people were very supportive. Some people were like, yes, we see this for you. The majority, I will say, was not very nice about it initially. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be like I'd go to parties and I'd be like, oh, so I really see you're getting into that comedy world. And it was like, (laughs) ugh. And like I had friends that I could feel moving away from me. Like I'd post certain jokes online and like they'd be the first ones to comment like TMI Remy. You know, and like really just try to like shut me down. And I'm, sh- I don't know if like you had the same experience, but I think I grew up in a world where like being mean was like the paramount uh, sense of humor. And it was mm-hmm. like just like shit on your friends and see how much they can handle. And 
people would do that to me, especially like, and I don't respond well to it. So I just started cutting them out because I was like, yeah. this is going well for me. I'm not going to put myself in those spaces anymore where like, I feel weird about it because like, like, who are you to me really? Like you've never, I yeah. don't know, been additive to my have, life. I don't have many like friends or connections to like from where I grew up. And I feel like similar to what you're saying, it's like, yeah, you'd go home. I'd go home from college and I'd go to like a party or something or, you know, or even after college when you'd see people and they'd be like, are you trying to like, they'd always say, are you trying? Trying. Are you trying to like act? Like, are you still trying to be like an actress or like, you know, and then you'd say comedy and they're like, what, what does that even mean? Like funny stuff? Like what? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, um, I'm like, yeah, we're trying for a career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, I'm getting married. And I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm making videos. Uh, sorry. But I, I felt I hated that small talk so much that I just was like, I guess I don't need to have it anymore. Well, that's <laughs> like, a lot of cut yeah. people out necessarily. I think I just like, I mentally was like, I don't, I don't need to go to that. Totally. I'm going to have to have that conversation again. I don't I want to. I think that was a huge part of it for me as well is like once you get into comedy and you have conversations with other comics who are so real and there's no fucking facade and like yeah. you just like you'll sit down with a person you go, how are you? And they'll be like – and they'll explode on you and tell you like everything that's wrong and be like really real about it. Like it's hard to go back to like surface conversations after that because you're yeah. like, this is dumb. Yeah. I don't know anything it's, about you after this conversation. I don't want to know anything about you after this conversation. <laughs> like, I had a friend from BU the other day and she goes, Anna, oh my God, my mom and I talk all the time about how famous you are. And it's so cool to see all your stuff on Instagram. And I was like, girl, <laughs> I'm anything but famous. I'm literally, I am not well. I'm, yeah. I am like trying to figure out why I'm getting so much less on unemployment this month than I ever did before, which is just a headache. I'm like, I'm like, uh, thank you for watching my videos, but like yeah. you have, you know, it's, it's, you could do it too. We all could post an Instagram video and I guess you seem famous. To totally. Well, that's, don't you think that that's the strangest thing is there's no middle ground ever. It's yeah. you're a loser who's trying to be in the comedy world when you're like, I'm already in the fucking comedy world. And then it jumps to you're so famous. And I'm like, how about you just see me as a working comic? Like, right. Because I'm, I'm very famous in a very tiny niche circle. And yes, if yeah. you see videos and you see that I have some fans, then maybe, yes, you might think that. But like, if my cousin is still introducing me to people as this is my cousin, she's very famous. It means I'm not very famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like do you think you know sarah silverman shows up for you know a holiday dinner and they're like this is my this very is sarah she's very famous <laughs> <laughs> i mean have you heard about I, her I always, she's very famous <laughs> <laughs> i always wonder what my parents say when i'm not around like you know when people are like how are your kids like i always i wish i could just be a fly on the wall and like see what they say mm -hmm. you know I know what my dad says. Actually, this is what? this is going to get tear jerky, but um my dad is super successful in what he does. He is a doctor and he is beloved. Um like this guy's got a 5-star Uber rating, like never got a zero. Like everybody loves Joel to the point that like if I would go to college or parties in high school, I'd have kids coming up to me, "I love your dad" or whatever. So I like lived in this man's shadow my entire mm -hmm. life and now like the last few years he will come home 
to me because I'm like staying with him right now and go, uh, three people came into the office today and said they listened to your podcast or like, um, somebody asked me if I was your dad today. Like I used to be asked like, are you Joel's daughter? And now like, he's Mm -hmm. like, are you Remy's dad? And I like, I, I know he's really proud of it. You know, like he never wanted to be the only special one. Like he's like happy that like other people think so too. That's amazing. Yeah. Your fans are, are like finding, I love this. This is such a sweet moment. Yeah. It's so cute. And it's also like, you would think that like parents would be like iffy about talking about like a sex podcast, especially like, (laughs) and my parents are both medical people. So they've always seen it as like very medically important. Yeah. You know, they're like, this is um, great for people. But you're very real about it when I hear you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not sugarcoating anything. Remy straight up like, I'm starting this podcast. I haven't had an orgasm. Like you weren't, (laughs) you weren't like, I want to see if I can like, you know, talk about sex on a podcast. Yeah, like, hey, like would this be something cute for you all? Yeah. No. I do love that you had this, you said it earlier and I'm I'm still thinking about it when when you're like, when I did have an orgasm, I was like, oh no, now I got to stop the, like your, your brain was like, business is done, I guess. Anna, I cried. I like came, I squirted, and then I sobbed. Oh, is the podcast over? Like I was like, I intended for this to be longer. Now it's like an HBO mini drama. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Six episode arc. She's done. done. Yeah. <laughs> I have to listen to the episode after you did come when you were like, how you bro- how did you break that to your people? You know, I have to, I have to go back. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a doozy, but I will, I will tell you guys, so you don't have to listen to it because I like to give this little hack to anybody with a vulva, um, clit suction toys. (laughs) It's where it's at. Um, I basically invented them when I was in fourth grade health class because, uh, they said something about like the clit being similar embryonic tissue to the penis. And they were like, mm-hmm. it could get hard. It can, nah, nah. And I was like, Oh, I wish that I could like jack off my clit. Like I wish <laughs> like I could get like a little tweezer and put like some tiny hands on it and like jack off my clit, like, <laughs> or like get like a teeny tiny blow job. And like, they just never existed. And now like they do, that's literally what these toys are. They're called air pulse arousers or clit suckers or whatever, but they, it's like a little, they're in a blow job for your clit. And it's just, Oh, like the best. Is this a sponsored podcast? Are we are we being No, because there right are now? many, many, many different types. There's <laughs> expensive ones, which is the first one that I did it with was uh, the womanizer. And that is like very expensive. And I um, quickly was like, I need to find other options because not a lot of people, like especially if you already feel like your body's broken, you're like, I don't want to pay like $200 for something <laughs> that might not work. Um, so now... We there's sweet vibrations, girl's best friend. That one actually, we do have a promo code. How come? And it's like thirty dollars um, with that. Sweet. Um, Satisfier Traveler Pro. I really like. Also the Air Pl- Air Pulse from Plus One. You can get at Target, and it is the same warranty as their other electronics. So like in two years, if you bring it back and you're like it's not working anymore, they'll give you a new one. Okay, honestly, you are a businesswoman. This is she's legit right now, telling us all of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not business. Business is usually gatekeeping. This is uh, anti-business. This is sharing the wealth. Well, that's why I buy from you. I yep. use your coat because you're. She's real about it. You're straight up. You're not. Yeah, you know, bitch. Cheating. 
you're not beating around the cliff. Any bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So okay, I, I'm glad we we both have had similar experiences because it is still it is still hard to go home and be like, yeah, I'm a comedian, and they're like, what does that mean? And like, if you, you know, said I. Headline Nyack, they'd be like, where's that? So, <laughs> yeah. Like, they'd be like, you did comedy in a mall? That's a big deal. Like, you've fallen yeah. even further than we thought. Like, what is happening? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's not even the social aspect that I think about anymore. I think about <laughs> financially. Like, yeah. these people, I see them on Instagram, and they're able to have fucking full families and and apartments and lives and vacations and stuff. And, like, I know that I can't have kids right now because I'm like so fucking you know I can't even feed myself but um I'm like even if I could feed myself like I don't have the means to support them so I do feel like really behind in a lot of ways but then I'm like yeah that's a sacrifice like like we there was one kid actually who he was like oh we're going to Saint Tropez or whatever and I was like oh I wish I could do that he's like well you made this choice and I was like well you didn't have to say it that way um it's but, not like you it's not like we like stand there and look in a mirror and we're like, I choose to be poor. Yeah. Follow my dreams. Like if I no. if I could do finance and I could put aside the evils going on in a lot of industry, maybe. But like I am yeah. like very like guilty human. And uh yeah, I don't know. I, I never could justify being in any of those jobs that are just like <laughs> robbing other humans. I can't either. And it's funny because it is a sacrifice, but it's like in our industry, you could book a commercial tomorrow and make $300,000. And everything changes. part of. Yeah. Yeah. That's just part of like, that's the gamble we take, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I was, I was working in real estate for a little bit when I first started as like my day job. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Because, you know, you would have like a big sale one day or a rental and you'd be like, oh, like I just, you know, made enough money for like a month. Um, But I even felt guilty in that because sometimes there would be people that like we looked at one apartment and all I did was like submit your application and you got it. And then I get like 15 percent. I'd be like, that's not fair. Like if something feels like icky. Um, You're too honest. (laughs) Yeah, it's a problem. Like even still. um, Remy's the only real estate person in New York who's like, I'll take 12%. I don't need 15%. I'd be like, like <laughs> I didn't do much. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you'd have a lot of people who'd want to go to you if they were like, wait, she doesn't take as big of a cut? Then you'd get more clients. But, but that's why they did like me. It was fun. And it was like yeah. kind of like a little acting gig too, because anytime I'd have a client, I would just become that client. Like if they were like really <laughs> snooty, I'd be like, disgusting apartment, next. You know, like... <laughs> Yes. You adapt to your to the mm-hmm. people you're with. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like I am I you this it. week until you are locked into a place. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not doing that anymore, right? Now you're just full-time comedy podcast. Oh, yeah. I unfortunately let my license expire, but I didn't I didn't really like doing both at the same time anyway because real estate is a lot of rejection too and it's like I get rejected on stage. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. That's smart mentally, I think. Like- mentally it was, yeah. Do what you can handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're rejected every fucking day. <laughs> I get rejected from auditions and writing jobs. And mm-hmm. then you go on stage and then you're like, well, now's my moment to shine. And nope, wasn't a good audience tonight. Okay. Uh, and yeah. back to bed. 
And it's like more hurtful when you're like, I literally showed you 15 apartments and then you're going with that guy instead. Like, come on. (laughs) No, no. Um, Um, Any other quick work stories or anything that you wanted to share before we wrap it up? So the floor is yours if you have anything else. What else have I done? I like even forgot. I like smoke so much that I even forgot I did real estate until (laughs) like three seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, some days I'll wake up when my bank accounts are really low and I'm like Anna go try and do real estate in the mm -hmm. day or something and I'm like and then I'm like I don't want to go to take a class or like take a test or it is easy I I will say it's like there's a low barrier to entry and if you have contacts like it's very flexible for people's schedules there's a lot of creatives who do real estate so I know yeah if anyone's thinking about it but I, I babysat too Um, Mm. and one of my favorite babysitting jobs was for a famous lady's child, a single mom. And it was so fucking fun, but it was also like, I kept trying to like get noticed by her. So like when she'd be like leaving the house, I'd be like, look at the improv we're doing. Like, uh, we're in space. We're in space. (laughs) Like, and now I'm at a bank. And like... (laughs) she's getting in the shower and he's like, I, can I sing you 16 bars? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was one day that she came in and uh, I think she like had heard about the podcast or something. And Uh-oh. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. And she was like, that is so great. You know, like, and I was just like, oh, thank you. Also, I act. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, would you like to be a guest? Yeah. Uh, I, I should ask her, honestly, someday. But I just don't know what the topic would be. Yeah. Maybe single motherhood. Okay. I'll revisit that. Thank you. This is a good brainstorm. I love it. Um, Remy, you're so funny. You're so charming. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can listen to you, see you live. Oh, Anna, you're a dream. Thank you for having me. People. Thank you. Come find me. My podcast is How Come. It is How Come Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook as well, and TikTok. Um, and then I am Remy Casimir on all those same platforms. If you want to come see me live, RemyCasimir.com. If you want some sick merch, HowComePodcast.com. We've got a collection called the Disney Collection, where it's like <laughs> Disney stuff, but like with a come theme. Very cute. Um, Love it. And yeah, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You're a dream. You're a dream. Ah, uh, Remy, she's so funny and so real, you know? She just lays it all out. That's why I love her. She, she's, you know. She's a real New Yorker. She's a real Jewish New Yorker, yeah. And, and <laughs> she honestly gave all of our listeners, you know, all the information they need about <laughs> finding the right tools to masturbate with. Very helpful tips, yeah. It was. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny. I I wanted to say when she was talking about like friends who are like, you know, she sees on Instagram from home who like book trips and live in big houses and have families and all the shit that they like afford because, you know, they chose jobs that pay you consistently, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm supposed yeah, to call them. They chose to be accountants and lawyers and sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Which is great if that's your dream. Amazing. But um, do you know what I did at one o'clock in the morning last night? <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Oh, I think I know. I, Please I tell. I booked flights 
Uh-huh. Jared, we booked flights on <laughs> on a credit card that I opened to book the flights on, like, you know, a travel card that I don't physically have in my hand yet. But you know what? Can I get those One points? Got to get those points. I, and it gave me a lot of money off on the flights. And I was like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Let's do was it. Was that sort of a- like a spur of the moment? Thing? No, we've been planning on this for a while and we've been looking okay. at prices and whatever and they were going up and down and up and down and they were like kind of where we thought we would pay, you know, last night. We were like, let's just do it. Let's just fucking do it. And then we were going to just do it on Jared's card because he has a job and uh, I'm I'm actually in a very slow point in my life and and then I end up <laughs> paying for him on this new fucking credit card, <laughs> which is not – I want to say to people listening, it's not how you should live your life, but if you are unemployed – Credit cards really are, you know, the gift of God. Uh, you know, no, yeah. you do have to pay it off, but you can also just live a luxurious life without paying for it yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can go into debt as much as you want, you know? I, I don't want to, but you know what? I've been out of it for a little while, so I feel like it's okay to dip the toe in a tiny bit into the debt. Yeah. But I mean, you can, you're probably going to be able to pay it off, so it's not a big deal. I hope so. Knock on wood. I've really been manifesting. Did you manifest recently? Did you uh, – we've had a couple of, like – we had a full moon. Uh, Ellen, I'm a fucking full-on uh, – I don't know what I call myself, like a Brooklyn witch. Like I – there was a full <laughs> moon. There was the 2-22-22-22 day. Yeah, and you were using the powers of the moon and the date to manifest. I didn't yeah, think to – you know, things coming for me coming uh, at, to me i didn't think me. to do that i didn't i didn't cast any spells <laughs> you, know, you might be able to still okay maybe i will I um i didn't even think about that damn no i saw um, this all over tiktok let me just tell you guys and maybe if people want to do this um i would think i think you can you can still do it for like eight days or something the the energy is still in the atmosphere but here's what i learned on tiktok okay and i am no expert i am literally a i watch tiktoks but this person who i believed she said uh you make two lists okay because it was two for february and the number two and one list is your gratitude list and one list is your manifestations and each list goes to 22 so you have to list first you got to be grateful. 22 things that you are grateful for and then 22 things that you want in your life. And it could be, uh, you know, I want to get out of jury duty Tuesday. I don't know. It could be specific or it could be like, I want, you know, good health for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't, I think it's just literally whatever comes to your mind. There's no rule, you know, f- for what you want to put on there. Right. Um, and you do the two lists and I did it. I hand wrote it. You want to laugh? I didn't like how my handwriting was for the first little chunk of it. So I I started over. (laughs) If I want to come back and look at this, I don't want to be like, Anna, your handwriting, gross. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And now you wait. And now you wait for the universe to provide. So you're going to, so supposedly you're supposed to like be able to manifest everything in the the column of things that you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I will in turn, you know, talking about TikTok, I do want to say congrats or just shout you out for like, you have a a TikTok that's almost like a million. Ellen! uh, Well, I do have a TikTok 
The notebook views. one was was 1.7, but yeah, a yes. new one that's almost Here's the a million. Thing. Okay. So I've been doing Steve from Sex and the City for a while now. It's one of my favorite impressions to do because it makes Jared laugh really hard. And so I would just do it around the house and then one day I was like, I'm going to dress up and like film this. And uh this is our foreplay. I I dress up as Steve <laughs> from Sex and the City. Yeah. No, but uh so I've done, I did him like last year before the show even came, the new series came out and everything. And, uh, and then I started doing more. They started doing okay. I did a couple more of them during the, and just like that days. And then you're going to laugh, but I shoot these sketches, right? Like sketches. They're like uh, 30 second like bits. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you can call, can call it a full sketch. And then one morning I was like, I have so many outtakes of the of me saying Miranda like a yeah. billion of them <laughs> and so I was like wouldn't it be funny if I just like cut a couple together and maybe put that on TikTok because people keep like enjoying it and you put the comment Miranda yeah so Ellen facilitated so it because I was like oh then people will know what it is without me having to like write anything if I just put your comment on there and so Ellen's comment is the the ticket to the the viral Steve video. Yeah, it like it's at like nine seventy or something. I'm keeping I'm I'm tracking it now because you know I've made a, a deal with myself, right? No, what's Have the I deal t- again? Oh, when it hits a million, I'm going to a Knicks game dressed as Steve, uh, and I'm going to yes, film yes, it. Yes, I did hear this this deal. Um, <laughs> if you want to come, you're invited. If you want to come to the basketball game, I'll come with you and your Tickets Steve are wig. Expensive. <laughs> I was like, damn, I bet it's a lot of money. Are, yeah, and uh, it's funny because there's a game coming up that's uh, the Nets versus the Knicks. Don't you love that? I'm like so in on the basketball schedules, and I was like, oh, Jared, we should go to like the Knicks versus the Nets. It's in Brooklyn at you know what's it called Barclays Center, and he's like. Anna, if you're going to be a Steve fan, you have to go to MSG. He's like, it has to be authentic. You have to be at MSG for a home Knicks game. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, thank you. Thank you for setting setting that straight. Thank Um, you, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's the plan. Well, that's exciting. I think you're going to make it. I think it's gonna, I hope so. Yeah. Here's the thing. It is over a million because I reposted it as a sound. So I have music underneath it on TikTok. And if you lay in music on the app, the sound is not there. It's the music, you know, like. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It ta- so some people, all these, it hit all these girls named Miranda. All these people were like, I'm a Miranda. This sound fucking freaked me out. Yeah. They watch Sex in the City, which is so funny. I'm like, wow, it's reaching real Mirandas in life. And they were like, I need this as a sound or I need this as my ringtone. So I reposted it as a sound, and that has a couple hundred thousand. So it is over a million. Uh, But here's the thing. I like doing other impressions. I posted one today of Joan Rivers, who I enjoy doing, and it it hasn't been seen by anyone. TikTok doesn't like Joan Rivers, and I think we need to change that. I I brought her back because I'm going to bring her back for your award shows. I I feel like like, it's because do people like – I feel like it's maybe like – People don't know Joan Rivers as well as... They do, though, you know? They do, but, like, younger people probably don't. You know they know I mean? Steve from Sex and the City? That's also a little bit of a deep cut. Oh, uh, you're right. You're Joan right. was more, like, famous than David Eigenberg. No offense. We love him, but... <laughs> True. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, he's in a show recently and... 
I guess. She sadly passed away. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> but, still try. Um, I'm going to still try, you know? No, yeah. I mean, continue doing it. I'm just trying to, like, figure out, like, why aren't people watching things, you know? The algorithm doesn't push it, like, if it's different from my other content. So I have a Steve video coming out this week. So hopefully if that does okay, people will see Joan. Uh, as, yeah, I'm yeah. really trying to strategize, Ellen. You know this is all I care about right now. <laughs> I it sounds sounds like a good plan to Thank me. You. I mean, you sound like you know you're you're doing. I mean, it's Steve or Hilaria right now that'll get some views, which is fun for me to do. So I'll, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. The hilarious the hilarious stuff keeps on killing it. She's the gift that keeps on giving. So you know. <laughs> All right, I gotta go and work. <laughs> By work, I mean do a comedy show, and I have no idea if I'll even get paid for it. Maybe not. It might just be a drink. Who knows. Um, but you guys, this was such a fun episode. <laughs> Please listen to the others. We are almost at 100 and I don't know what's going to happen after that. <laughs> I say that because I really don't know. So I want you to, uh, rate review, you know, tell a friend about this podcast. If you enjoy hearing me talk or whatever, and if you want to leave us a voicemail, I tweeted it out today. We have a phone number. Just leave a voicemail. Anything you want to say, we got, we got, we're going to do another episode of listening to voicemails. So, uh, so leave one and, uh, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan. We got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.